Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Barbells to Buddhas. I'm your host, Roar Alexander, and I hope you guys are having a great day or great night today, whatever it is when you're listening to this. Uh, I am keeping on track, as promised, one episode at least every two weeks. But I'll tell you this, oh, I was tired today. I had to get up this morning at... Well, it's at 4 a.m. this morning. I had to get up. Well, I didn't actually have to get up. I was I had to get up at 4.45 a.m. But the problem is sometimes when I have these days where I have to get up really early, my mind, I just have this thing where I wake up thinking I've already, I've slept in. And then I was like, well, you know what? I tried to go back to sleep and I'm like, ah, by, it was like 4 o'clock, 4.15. And I was sitting there, you know, the alarm's going to go off in 30 minutes anyway. So, you know what? I might as well just get up. So, and then I, uh, yeah, because when I had, had to do a, um, at the gym that I'm consulting at, uh, the normal instructor is actually sick this morning, so they asked me if I could fill in, so I said, sure, because I was like, well, I can go get my morning workout in anyway, so I go did my own workout from 6 to 7, then taught the class, uh, that went a lot of fun, it was a lot of fun. And then I came back home, and I actually got, uh, I got a lot done, actually. I ended up recording a story for my, um... Uh, Facebook and Instagram, so I got a story on there, uh, actually, w- about one of the topics we're talking about today, and then, because I've had some questions about this topic, um, and it's kind of come up a lot, and so I really wanted to touch on it, um, and that's what we're going to get into, because we were talking about it from vision boarding, which, if you remember back, uh, let me go see which episode we're talking about here, let me go just take a look here, guys, hang in with me for one second, yeah, back from December 18th. Uh, and October the 9th, yeah, like I said, there were big gaps back then. Uh, got goals, now you will, and got goals, great, now answer these five questions. And I had a question actually about vision boarding. So that was all about vision boarding and setting goals, but today we're going to talk a little bit more about vision boarding as well. But anyways, came back, did a story on vision boarding, um, then I did actually a kind of an emergency post. Normally what happens is on Fridays on my on my social media is what I call functional Feng Shui Fridays, F-U-N-K, putting the funk in Feng Shui from a, you know, functional fitness, functional medicine, functional health background, right? But definitely make it more funky. This is not your, this is not, this is not grandpa and grandma's Feng Shui, okay? There's not little old Chinese lady Feng Shui going on over here. We are talking about real stuff that really matters that you can take action on right now. And that vision boarding actually comes under that. But I had to do this post because I've just seen so much of this hard 75 and people going, oh, it's time for me to break into two-hour workouts and cut all my carbs because summer's coming up, right? Summer's coming up. As soon as the sun starts popping up, everybody's running around going, boy, I got to get jacked and I got to get do the most ridiculous things in order to get in shape. Uh, completely ridiculous. And I had to do a video about that. Um, so if you want to go check that out, Court, that's on my, um, that's just on my professional, not even professional, that's just on my prof- Facebook profile, just my regular old Roar Alexander Facebook profile. And then in my group, by the way, which you're more than welcome to apply to join, that's my Live Stronger, Longer, Better group, I did a video on vision boarding there and talked a little bit about it and showed my vision board there. So if you really want to get some, you know, some fun, you can go check that out. A little contest, not contest, but challenge there to see if you can build your own. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. That's one of the topics we're going to be talking about today. Um, besides that, not much. So I've recorded all that and, you know, it sounds weird, but just doing all this recording at the microphones, the cameras and everything set up just makes you tired. So then I had to have a little nap there. I woke up and I was like, hey, got to get this out of the way because I got to go pick up my kid in about an hour. 
Uh, he's done school in nine minutes, and then he goes off to jiu-jitsu, and then he's at jiu-jitsu technically till six, but I don't like to leave him there because his class is done by 4.30, uh, and I don't want him to have to hang out there for an hour and a half just kind of sitting there. Now, he has a teacher and some other students that he likes to play with, so I usually give him about half an hour, but I was like, you know what? I got to get rocking this out. So... Eddie, what's new with you guys? Anything exciting going on? I'm just trying to think. We've got some, uh, got some excitement going on with the uh, international restrictions seem to be, uh, depending on where you are, think places like Hong Kong and China, they're going way up. Uh, but Philippines, apparently, I've heard as of today, is coming down. Uh, so we're planning some fun trips out to the Philippines this July, uh, as well as, this is very interesting, my fitness academy is officially being launched here in Canada starting in June. Just sent in some of my courses to get uh, certified or credited for continuing education credit. So if you happen to be a personal trainer, group fitness instructor, anything like that, we are getting accredited and we're getting accredited with, uh, with NEFC as well as with CanFit Pro. You know, fingers crossed. It should all go good. I've done it before, so we should all be good. And then, of course, if you're Ace or any of the other uh, sort of big ones, usually what happens is you can get what's called a um, – uh, there's a form, a petition form that you can get where you can get CECs for it too. So usually if it's a certified or recognized, say, by like CanFit Pro or Ace or something, it's pretty much golden for everything. So that is with the EOA School of Fitness, but that can be just be found. Again, go to RoarAlexander.com slash – I believe it's just uh, – just you know, I don't know what it is. You go to my website – and then you'll see a tab for, I believe it's Academy. You can go under there. Um, and then you can, uh, I will, you know, you can always contact me through there. You can also go to essentialsofathletics.com. Now, this one's not quite ready yet. It'll be a week or two before this is ready, but who knows? I mean, the, you know, you might be listening to this in a year from now. And then under that website, there is a tab for school. And then that's where we go over some of the other stuff. So if you happen to be in that Vancouver area, then you can always come in, like, uh, you know, learn from me and uh, learn from a couple of the other coaches that we got working over there. We got some really great stuff. Uh, Adam Colorado, uh, also, you know, very strong guy. He does a strong AF course that looks like a lot of fun. And he's going to be helping me out as well with the PCSS, the Performance Conditioning and Strength Specialist course. That's what I'm taking him over to the Philippines for. So, going to be a lot of fun. He's doing his deadlift seminar over there, too. So, looking very forward to that, right? Just love connecting and mingling with like-minded people, people who have huge goals. Adam has huge goals. I got huge goals, and we're just crushing it, right? So let's talk about vision boarding for a minute because I did have a question this week. Basically, I had somebody who asked me. They said they it was a message, and you know I never write these things down, but the I guess the idea was they, they watched my podcast, they listened to it, and they got inspired, they, but they have goals in a whole bunch of areas. So which goals would I put on a vision board? Because obviously, a vision board only has so much space. So... What I talked about on my Facebook group today was, in my opinion, I know that, that you can pick really, you know, you can pick one major vision or you can, you know, you don't want to pick 10. But the ones that I picked and that I would suggest that are, you know, and again, it's, maybe it's biased because, you know, this is barbells to Buddhas. So it kind of name kind of explains it. Training and traveling, right? That's, the, that's kind of the, the, the dream life right here. But I had a body. So what you want your body to look like, uh, and then what you want your career to look like, because I think that's a big part of it, right? your financials, um, which I'll talk about in a minute because it's not really, it's not exactly stating how much money you could, you could, but I don't, that's not really the spirit of the thing. Uh, and then travel. So those are the big ones I had. And again, it's, it's, a, it's a little, you know, it's a little strange because let's say it's a five-year map. So it's not going to take you, and I really, I don't, no matter where you're at, 
If you want it hard enough, it won't take you five years to get the body. So I said, okay, what I want you to do is for the body, and you're doing a five-year map or even a three-year map, what do you want your body to look like at that point? So what do you want to be maintaining? So let's say you're going to, you're, in one year, you want to get to, say, 15% body fat, let's just say. And then you want to maintain that, you know, within that, you know, within that body look for the next five years. So I know, for instance, like for me, I want to make sure that when I get to my five-year point, which is three years away, that there's this look that I want to achieve way before then. I want to achieve that look in the next six months. And But I want to be able to maintain that look for good. So that's that one. Now, career, obviously, that's going to take you a lot longer, right? So your career, you might have, you know, on there exactly. Again, it comes back to the questions like who, who do you, what, who do you want to be? I guess I'll just, I don't even know the order. We'll throw them in here, but we'll say, who do you want to be? Like, what, what do you want to, who do you want to be known as? Who do you want to feel like you are? Who is you? For instance, I am Roar. I am a health coach. I am a motivator. I am somebody who helps people take action steps. I am somebody who really helps inspire people and give them the tools in order to, you know, keep their health, keep their strength, and make the life that they love. That is what I do, and that's what I want to be known as, and that's what I'm focusing on. I want to be doing health coaching, and I have some different stuff on there. Like I want to be, and I don't have it right in front of me, but you know, I want to be doing some keynotes. I want to be doing some talks. I want to have some programs out there that will help people that maybe can't exactly afford the coaching, or they, maybe they just learn to me, and they're like, hey, you know what? I can just start with these, you know, a couple hundred dollar programs. Um, then move into some of the bigger stuff. Where I want to be, so where do you want to be? So where do you want to be in your career as well? Uh, also physically, you know, to where kind of do you want to be? So I guess where you want to live is probably another big one, but you got that. And that I didn't, you know, notice what I didn't put though is money goals. Now I could say, okay, I want to be, you could say something like, okay, I want to be making $100,000 a year by year five, or I want to be making $50,000 a year. You want to make a million dollars a year. I don't know what it is, whatever it is, right? So you could put that, but I think for me, the goal of the career vision is what what do you want to have as a career that you love waking up to? Because okay, because you could make a hundred thousand dollars a year doing something that you like absolutely loathe, that you hate, that you do not feel good about yourself. All right, so yeah, the money you look at the bank, well, that's great, but at the same time, I just fucking hate what I do. So that's not really the goal of the career thing. So it's up to you whether you want to put exact dollars on there or not. I did not. Um, I just have I have an idea of how much I'd like to make to be comfortable. I have an idea of what I'd like to do, but that wasn't really part of my vision board. My vision board was more about my career, who do I want to be, and what do I want to be doing, and then how kind of do I want to get there. That's what I looked at when it came to career. And then, of course, travel. So within five years, I'll be taking, I'll be on that, you know, I would have, I would have uh, gone to travel the Nile in Egypt. I would have spent a month in Thailand. I would have gone backpacking. I would have, uh, whatever it is, you know, I don't know. That's, it's, it's, again, it's your vision. So that is the things I'd have. And at the same time, I wouldn't say, okay, you know what? Don't wait five years to do that. What can you do maybe this year? What little trip? Can you take a road trip? Have you never left your hometown, right? Can you take a road trip? Can you fly? Some, I'll just give an example. I used to think back in the day, and there's nothing wrong with this, but I used to think a flight out to Vancouver from Toronto was a huge deal, right? And then maybe from, you know, maybe from Toronto to Mexico was a bigger deal. 
things like that, right? And then I'll work my way up. So you can always do that as well. But those are the areas that I would suggest having on your uh, vision board. I would have your body vision. I would have your career vision. And I would have your travel vision. And again, those questions, right? Who do you want to be? But it's, it's, it all comes down to the why. Why do you want to do it first? Like why, why do you want all those things on that board? What is your guiding driver? For me, it's that is what I believe will make me and happily make me feel fulfilled because I know my family will be taken care of. I know that I'll be doing something that I'm passionate about. And my passion is about something that's going to be helping lots of people. I want to have a retreat, like I've talked about in Thailand, where clients who've never been to Asia can come and maybe clients have never even traveled. They can come to a safe place where they're not going to get screwed over, ripped off, tricked, and you know, things aren't going to go bad. It's going to be as controlled and safe and make it the best and happy experience as possible. Well, also, for a very decent price, like I'm, not, I'm honestly not looking wrong. Okay, it's going to be $25,000. You know, for these like like a weekend master camp with me, so it's gonna be nothing like that. Uh, it's gonna be really, really good, depending on what we want to do. But it's not gonna be it's not thing for like the, the rich only. So that's what I want. I want to let people who maybe think, hey, you know what, that I can't have that kind of life, to learn and see that they actually can have that kind of life. Because for the longest time, I've talked about, you know, I did not think I could have that kind of life. Like. Spent 30 years pretty much in my same hometown. Uh, lots bopped around to lots of shitty jobs. You know, I've worked at one point in a factory, worked in tons of retail, worked in restaurants, worked as a dishwasher at one point, you know. And again, I, I said fun jobs too. Like I worked at Blockbuster. I mean, not a dream job, but it was in high school. It was a really fun job. But after high school for a while there, it was just, you know, I was that nine to five, paycheck to paycheck, life just die, you know. He had fun, but there was just so much more to experience. And I really wanted to, to get out of that matrix, right? And I got caught up for a long time in the, uh, you know, I had in college, I had a, the big screen TV. I bought one of the first DVD players for $1,000. Just a, so stupid investments. I was all about stuff, you know, for a while there. And I'm, I'm just so happy I got out of that. I want to help other people get out of that as well, who maybe think, hey, I, I can't do it. And they go buying themselves crap because they think, oh, you know, I can't do it. But I'm like, you know what? That $1,000 could could have taken me on a, an amazing, decent little vacation, you know, if I knew what I knew now. So that's my why. And then, of course, you know, what do you want to have accomplished and what do you want to be doing when you reach that point? So like I told you, I know I'd like to have a couple books accomplished. Uh, there's things that I have on that vision board that I want to have accomplished and also things that I want to be doing. So what is it the things that I want to do in order to get me to those goals. Uh, do I want to go take a job that I hate and hate my life um, just to come up with the money for that? No, because when I get there, it's not going to be... The, there could be that house in, in, in Thailand, but it's, it's not going to be for the same reason. So it's just to me, it just it's not going to work. Those two things just aren't going to work. Uh, how? You know, the how is going to be on there, which comes down again to the roadmap. That was more of a part two video. Um, but so we don't really cover so much the how on the vision board. The What you do is after you design the vision board, you then come up with your how plan, right? And that is a year by year kind of deeper analysis. And that is where you jump into revenue streams. Uh, you know, where am I currently making money? No matter where it is, even if you're flipping hamburgers at McDonald's right now, that is your revenue. 
So where is my revenue right now? Where can I make more revenue? Where can I start to add things that will make me more revenue that I enjoy? And how or where can I start to reduce um, the uh, revenues, um, or well, not reduce revenues, but reduce the things that I don't like to do yet still make the money. So, what does that mean? You know, so an instance, there's things that I have to do. There's things that I had to do last year that I don't want to do next year. Um, I give you, an, I'll give you a really simple example. There's a course I have in my academy called Hit Fit, and great course, really worth it. Kids get a lot out of it. I just don't want to teach it. I'm not. Inter- I don't find it. That I'm not that passionate about that course. I think there's better courses and things that I'm more excited to teach. However, that course does have benefit for the students. They really enjoy it. So I am finding other master instructors to teach that course who are excited to teach it. These are people who are saying, "Roar! I want to teach courses. I and I love teaching that. I want to do the Hit Fit course." I'm like, "Great." Go do it. Take it off or take it off my hands. I still make uh, money on it. They make money on it. So now they're making more money. I'm helping them with the things that they love to do. They love to teach. They want to start teaching this. They don't have to go create their own course. And at the same time, I'm still making some money and I don't have to teach something I don't want to do. But I'm not getting rid of it, right? So that's just an example. And then I go through that year by year. Uh, and then where you want to be, you know, obviously that's a big one too. Uh, I have a where on there. And for my career, it's, uh, you know, Vancouver and it's Thailand. Those are my two places of where I want to be based. Yours could just be one place. Yours could be no places. You could say, hey, you know what? My goal is to be a traveling person on my laptop and just be flopping around the world, which is awesome too. That's what I did for many, 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 many years. Um, but I'm at the point now where I'm more of a uh, homad than a nomad. What does that mean? Well, that basically means that you know, I have a home where I can hang my hat. I can hang all of my souvenirs I got. Place that I can call my own. I have a kitchen. I can cook. I got everything I love. And yet at the same time, I can still afford to travel and take off for long periods of time. I'm not screwing myself down in massive, massive debt, which is very easy to get into, guys. I'm not going to lie. It's so easy to get into the debt trap if you're not really militant about your credit cards and about your spending and about you know watching just like calories watching the money come in versus the money go up you it can catch up to you really really fast and you my friends do not want that to happen i promise you that because you can have the barbells right you can have the barbells for sure gym memberships are like 20 bucks a month but i promise you if you get caught in that trap my friend you will not get the buddhas that is no good that's not a life we want right we want to take that fitness we want to take that health we want to take that strong body right we want to take that energy we want to take that built up testosterone and we want to get out there we want to travel we want to do shit we want to feel like fucking james bond and indian jones am i right you know i'm right all right so that is number one so the next one i want to talk about is let me see where is oh that yes that was somebody this week asked me how do i design a good workout that's a conversation i had with somebody earlier this week and that's a big question right and i can't get into the personalization of it but what i'm going to do is i'm going to ask you and i'll explain the difference for a minute my question is are you exercising or are you training? Because this is the big one. Because most people I watch are exercising. They don't really have a plan. Now, that's not to say 
they don't have chest day and back day and leg day and whatnot, uh, which, by the way, again, is not the best way to go. Those little splits like that. But what I want to talk about, because there's so many ways I can answer this, but what I want to talk about today is designing a periodized or, or a plan. I want you to design a periodized plan, okay, a program. And I want you to think of your exercise from now on as training and not exercising. So what we're going to do is we are going to, and again, it can get complicated and I don't want to complicate it. So I'm a big fan of block training. Now, I don't do straight block training. I throw a bit of like, like almost a conjugate method in there a little bit to a point. So I do have speed days within all blocks, but I'm not going to get into that today because it's way too complicated for most people and most people just, they won't really quite get it. But I would say you want to have different blocks where you're emphasizing different physical attributes uh, with the goal, of course, always being on resistance training, resistance training and growing muscle, building muscle. And I don't really, I don't want to use the word maintaining muscle because you're never maintaining, right? We've talked about this. You're either building up or you're breaking down. So constantly building muscle because uh, your body's going to naturally break it down, has to be your main goal. And building strength, that is what you always want to do. You always want to be building strength. As you get older, the, the most important things you're going to have, basically think of them as your the unspoken best life insurance, medical life insurance you could have possibly are going to be muscle mass and strength. Now, saying that... You know, also very good aerobic cardio conditioning. That's going to be another one. So everything I'm going to talk about is going to be built on a base of aerobic conditioning. And I want you to think about that as I want you to try to get in your 10,000 steps a day. And I want you to try to get in three to five days a week of 20 minutes to 30 minutes of sustained low impact cardio. Not just standing around, but actually taking some morning walks and stuff like that. An aerobic system, is a really strong aerobic system is going to benefit you in every way, including helping you get stronger and helping you build muscle just because it helps to increase the nutrients in the muscles. It helps increase the oxygen. It's just going to help you overall. So everything I'm talking about, by the way, is built. If this was a, a, a you know, if this was a uh, pyramid, the cement base bottom would actually be your aerobic system. And then the stuff that we're going to be doing kind of in on the gym when we go into that gym that is where we're going to be working on our strength, uh, hypertrophy, and power. So the way I tell everybody is this. Okay, so let's keep your aerobic system um, stable. And that includes one high-intensity interval training session per week at 100% maximum. Short bursts, long break, recover, go again. So I want you to do that once a week. Now, it could be a sprint day. That could be an assault bike day. It could be just going crazy on the heavy bag day, right? But I do want you to get at least one day where your heart rate gets really, really high. And you're going to be doing that workout for uh, 20 minutes, give or take, with your warm-up and everything like that, okay? You don't have to do a lot of this, though. Now, after that, I want you to do blocks. And the first block is going to be a hypertrophy block. So a block where you're working on building muscle. So that is going to be reps between mm, 6 to 12 
uh, your weights are going to be around 65 to maybe 70% to about 80, 85% of your one rep max. Lots of time under tension, really focusing on that, you know, a nice strong concentric motion, a really nice solid squeeze at the top, followed by a nice slow eccentric, really going for the pump, okay? Now, you can mix in the odd heavy day in there as well. Um, but again, again I, I don't want to get people confused, so I'm not going to go into that. But you can throw in the odd heavy day, but you can't you just can't be really just doing heavy one day reps. One, you just can't be all over the place, right? This isn't CrossFit, right? The, 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 a program has a, a method, has a program. So for this, I want you to do four to five weeks of that. Now, it might work like this. You might do week one, might be 12 reps. Week two might be... 10 reps, week three might be eight reps, week four might be six, and then week five might be messing around again with 15s and playing a little more with isometrics, uh, playing a little more with time under tension, maybe even doing some slow motion movements both ways, right? Just having lots of time under tension on the muscle without super, super heavy weights. Then you're going to move into a strength block. Okay, that's where we're going to be working, again, maybe sixes, fives, fours, threes, really focusing on eccentric. And that's going to go for about five weeks as well. So you're going from kind of a higher rep, not high rep, but higher rep, moderate rep with a moderate weight to lower reps with heavier weight, right? So the weights are getting heavier, reps are going down. Sets, you know what, you can maintain between three and four for both rounds. Uh, But again, focusing a lot more on what's called overcoming isometrics. So you may throw in some stuff where you're pushing against a weight that you literally can't move. Uh, you're going to be doing lots of sub-maximal lifting at a fairly heavy uh, weight. You're going to be, you know, get yourself your safety spotter arm set up so you do it properly. So if you do crash at all, you know, it's okay. Um, again, try to be responsible though. So in the first in the first block, we we're working more towards muscular failure or near failure with hitting failure quite often, especially when it comes to like arms and stuff like that. Or if you're in machines, you can hit failure without a problem. This block, the strength block, not so much. You're not going to be going so much for failure. Uh, really, you're not going for failure at all because it is heavy. And the last thing you want to do is really fail out on big, heavy movements. And then you can, after that phase, so that's going to go for five weeks. So now that's about 10 weeks in. You're going to move into a power block, and that's going to be two to three weeks of really explosive movements. Now, you can still throw in some pump, and you can even throw in some heavier stuff here and there if you want. You can have a little bit more fun in here, but I want you to do at least two days a week of real explosive movements, maybe an explosive lower body day, an explosive upper body day. Now, again, this is where you know it gets, there's caveats because even during the strength phase and even the hypertrophy phase, like the other day, I'm in, I'm in a hypertrophy phase right now. But the other day, I actually did a speed and power day, just an explosive day to mix it up a bit because I'm training five days a week right now. I just went in the gym and I was just like, not quite feeling it. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to work on an explosive power day today. The workout wasn't very long. It was maybe 30 minutes. So the power days, again, um, very low rep. So reps of threes, reps of twos. Um, and then, but it's going to be very, even reps of one maybe, but moderate weight, but done at a hundred percent effort. And this is not, by the way, Olympic lifting. Now, if you know how to Olympic lift, great, knock yourself out. But this is any exercises that are done with the intent of being explosive, right? You, there's nothing special about Olympic lifting besides that. What they do is they, you know, they give you, they put you into what's called a triple extension, 
But you can just hold dumbbells to your side and jump. I mean, you can do sprints. Uh, you can throw a med ball over your head. There's lots of stuff you can do, lots of explosive exercises you can do. They can build power with a lot less effort. Uh, one that I really like is just getting on the Smith machine and just doing a press press and exploding at the top where you actually let go of the bar and the bar shoots out of your hand. And then because it's on a Smith machine, though, it comes back down into your hand. So you press up and then you hold and boom, you do like the three to five reps of that with a fair, maybe only 25s or 35s on the side. So that'd be a power week, a power phase, I should say. It's about two or three weeks. Then you kind of got two options at this point. You can take a little bit of a deload, work on some mobility, work some flexibility, you know, get, get your knee even, you know, get your knee up a bit. Maybe get yourself up to 12,000 or 15,000 steps. You know, just do some yoga if you want. Um, go do some swimming, have some fun. Or you can move in and then you'd restart again at the, uh, you know, the muscle phase. Or you can move into maybe a two to three week endurance block, like real heavy duty circuits, really getting into some uh, power endurance work and some, you know, like lots of circuits, lots of, you know, two, like one minute to two minute rounds at very high or to a moderate intensity. I'm playing around with that for a couple of weeks and then, then you can deload and then you would start over again. But I'd much rather see you do some kind of like block program than just exercising. Now, block programs, like everything, everything has its, you know, its limitations. Like I said, if you do it kind of the way I suggested, over time, you would want to mix in like some heavier days in your hypertrophy blocks. You'd want to mix in some power into all of them. Um, like I said, there, you're going to be at least a day of the week. Uh, where you, I'd still think you should do a high intensity hit session, which is, you know, if you look at the textbook definitions, you wouldn't be doing in there, but I think it's a good idea to throw those in because you do want to keep your aerobic system in check. You don't want to just be doing high intensity intervals every, you know, they don't come around for, for every 13 weeks. That's no good. We want to make sure that we're maintaining that. Just during that power endurance phase, you may be doing two or three high-intensity intervals um, during that phase, where just normally you might only just be doing the one on top of your 10,000 steps and some of your lower steady state. So let me see if I'm missing anything. But I, yeah, I would, say, I would say that's pretty good. That would be a pretty good block. So let's just cover that again. Really layman's terms, five, four to five weeks muscle gain block, uh, six to 12 reps, three to four sets, Focusing on just perfect, beautiful, mindful execution. It's always beautiful, mindful execution. But just really focusing on time under tension. One thing that I like to do is, um, let's just say on side raises, right? A lot of people go up and then they go down until the weights touch their sides. I stop about 12 to 14 inches away from my legs because really that last, that kind of last 12 inches or so to 8, eight inches, you're really not doing anything. The muscle's kind of relaxing at that point, so there's not a lot of strain on the muscle, right? Because they're just kind of hanging straight down. So I'll stop a little bit before and I go up. Now, you'll find that, let's say you're doing 20s on the side raises. You might be doing like 15s or even like 12 and a half sometimes, but the tension you keep on there is going to be very different. So I like to really focus on this phase on really keeping the muscles, every exercise, I want to keep maximum tension on that muscle, right? I do a nice loaded stretch at the end on some exercises. If it's an exercise, we can actually get in a really good solid stretch, like a bench press with dumbbells or a seated row, where when you get into that kind of lengthened out position, you can get that extra pull. Then yeah, I, I even do that, right? And focusing on that little, that, that phase 
where you're at the top, saying, you know, where there's the isometric portion, just really holding that for one or two seconds. So lots of tension. Then going into your, like I said, more maximum effort, quite heavy, lower uh, reps, strength, block, and then moving into a very concentric base, very little to no eccentric, very little to no isometric phase, just lots of explosive stuff. And that you can actually cut that down to only about three days a week if you want to, even two, two or three days a week. You could do your power block. So kind of get a bit of a deal out there. Again, making sure that you're maintaining those steps in the aerobics. And then, like I said, you know, two, you know, maybe three days a week of the, some high intensity intervals, playing around with different intervals. One day might be more like a Tabata, one day more maybe like a maybe 30 seconds on and a couple minutes off. You can play around with that. I mean, there's lots of different intervals out there we could get into, but I'm not going to because there's a lot of them and it goes kind of beyond the scope of this. And then a deload. So there you go. Deload week or, you know, take a little time off, have some fun. Maybe uh, treat yourself at the end of every 13 week. Um, Yeah, 13, 13 to, well, 15, I guess 13 to 16, 13 to 16 week block. Have a little bit of fun that week. All right, there you go. Treat yourself to, uh, treat yourself to a visit to the sun or the local hot springs, the local, you know, local steam rooms, whatever it is uh, that you want to, that you find fun. So that honestly uh, is about it. That's all I wanted to touch on today. I just wanted to talk about those two things. We're at 33 minutes and I'm trying to respect your time. Of course, I'll throw an ad in here probably, maybe, I don't know. Uh, And that's all. We should be topping this off at about 35 minutes. Now, of course, if you enjoyed this podcast, as always, please feel free to toss me a five-star review on Apple. And of course, Spotify allows you to as well. And on on Apple, by the way, you can leave comments. So that is where I'm going to ask you to leave your questions. If you have any questions about fitness, nutrition, uh, some of my favorite topics, like just healthy lifestyle, um, you know, goal setting, uh, vision boarding, travel, uh, just how to get out of the rat race, just anything that you're like, man, I just want to live fucking stronger, longer, better, then feel free to ask me some questions there. And I'll, you know, I'll probably try to answer them on the podcast. That's what it's all about. I need to get more questions in because that would be awesome. And also, you can, of course, join my Facebook group, like I mentioned before, which is at Live Stronger, Longer, and Better with Roar Alexander on Facebook. There's a couple of questions there you'll need to fill out. And then you can also, if you really want to go for it, if you're like, you know what, it's time for me to get in shape and start to crush my body, crush my health, and crush my life, start traveling, start doing some fun stuff, maybe meet some group-minded of like-minded individual dudes that are go-getters, yet chill, you know. Go to www.roaralexander.com. You can see my coaching programs there. That's my Barbells to Buddhas coaching. And until next time, guys, I'd like to uh, thank you for tuning in to Barbells to Buddhas. This episode of Health by Design is brought to you by... And it's not called Health by Design anymore. It's called Barbells to Buddhas. No freaking buddy trying to market them, and there's no trademark diet really to try to sell you to make them look sexy. So eat your vegetables and start living stronger, longer, and better today.